Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free clinic, integrated health here in Great Lane County of Oregon. And we are a 501c3 and we are here to prove that healthcare really is a human right. You can check us out on our website, occupy-medical.org. And get healthy now for Can- uh, with Candace. Get healthy now with Candace. Candace is now, I am now accepting new clients. If you'd like to do an herbal consult with me, give me a shout. You can find me at gethealthywithcandace.com. Hunter Creation, where they have a business starter package set up for you to get your new business idea, all of the basics that it needs for one low price. Contact them at uh, information at huntercreation.com. And to Sir Lupe. Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting is a consulting business run by me, Sue, and I have been an herbalist for a couple of decades, and I focus on chronic herb uh, health needs, and I can help people either online, uh, distance by Skype often, or I can help you in person if you happen to live in this area. So you can get a hold of me. I have a Facebook page and I ha- I will at some point have my own little website. That'll be exciting. And it's still at sue at practicalherbals.com. All right. Ace High Heat Graphics. Uh, you have custom shirts or imprints or you have a team or group sports. They can help you put your logo on there or your team name on there. Easy peasy. Just contact them at sales at acehighheatgraphics.com and the Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society is a group of really, really cool nerds. Yes, we. And this is how we support the Practical Herbalist website and the Real Herbalism Radio podcast. And it's a way to get more um, complicated, shall we say, information about herbs. We have noticed there's there is a lot of information out there. There's a for, lot of good stuff available. But culminating it together in one spot is really what we're trying yeah. to focus on. And uh, being able to have that uh, diversity of the biochemistry matched with the energetic herbals is something that we offer for our herbal nerds. And you also get contact with um, some of the other podcasts that we don't have available anymore because they've kind of gotten... They've been. It's been a while. I don't the know how many roll. are there. The back, the back roll. roll. Right, yeah. the back roll. And I mean, there's a... 130 episodes or shows there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's available to folk. So remember when you get on the website, you will be asked if you would like to take that opportunity to spend $4.99 a month or $49 a year. $49.99 a year. $49.99 a year. There's a couple of nines there to be part of the Herbal Nerd Society. And that not only helps us, but it helps you. You will get smarter. Great. <laughs> so today's show is an herb lab episode. We're going to talk about some sensitive issues about current news in the herb world. These issues tie into our previous show about sexual trauma with Amanda Dilday. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Wow, Sue. Amanda's book and mm-hmm. even talking with her could not have been more timely. Yeah, definitely. The information that she has about figuring out how to process through trauma, yeah. uh, whether sexual or physical or emotional, is something that we definitely need now. On the yeah. previous Herb Lab, we talked about some of the traumas that physical traumas people have been experiencing. Jimmy, or Jimmy, Jim McDonald, <laughs> Jimmy McDonald. Uh, Jim McDonald's and then uh, Mimi Hernandez. 
people that have had to deal with some medical stuff and recovering from that trauma. But uh, now we've got some things that are circulating uh, about some uh, poorly planned actions from some herb leaders. Yeah, that's been really, I've I've talked to a few folks that have been disappointed and shocked by the things that they're seeing. Yeah. Um, And, Uh, you know, we'll start off with the really obvious one, which would be Susan Weed strangling a woman for putting a head of lettuce into a plastic bag. Yep. Like literally strangling. There's a restraining order and everything. I think there was an arrest. I mean, really? Wow. That happened. One of our Herbal people did that. Yep. On a world stage. Yep. (laughs) So the um, report, and we can add a link on our website about that so people can read that for themselves, um, had to do with uh, Susan having dinner with um, a a student, and the student uh, put, put lettuce in a plastic bag, and then Susan, I guess, wanted to emphasize how concerned she felt about that by saying that the lettuce would, couldn't breathe. And so she started to um, pre- press her fingers, according to this report that I read, against the apprentice's throat to the point where the apprentice couldn't re- breathe. The thing I find most interesting about that is that according to the law, so far as I understand it, if anybody makes a threatening gesture at your throat, you have the right to kill them. Like you are within your rights. Really? To, to defend yourself. It's a self-defense Oh, thing. I see. I see. Okay. So, I mean, that's, you know, so the apprentice was being threatened. Her life was being threatened. She yeah. had the right to react defend in herself. kind, defend herself in kind. Mm-hmm. Surprise, Susan, we didn't get really, really hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the repercussions for this, I'm sure by the time this airs, we're going to see a a lot more will have transpired in the news. There's been a lot of chatter on social media about it. And we don't have all the facts in front of us. So no, I can't make any judgments about it, really. I mean, the things I've heard sound, I've heard that this kind of behavior is not unusual from Susan. Mm -hmm. I have not experienced it directly. But I've heard that, and I've heard that from quite a few people whom I consider to be credible sources. Right. Yes. I've heard it for um, a few decades as well and uh, from people that have experienced problems. So the thing that we see on Susan's website is something about anger. She does an ABC of anger. She talks about herself as being fierce, and she says that many women feel that they – have adverse reactions to that. And she calls that being allergic to fierceness. And you can check that out for yourself. Yeah. Um, this is not, I'm not putting words into her mouth. This is her own, her own words that are written down. And I would, I guess I hope when I see someone make an error to um, talk about the error, to apologize for the error and to show a place where they're going to make right. And I'm not seeing that as of yet. Not in the case of Susan. I found it interesting that there was a lot of outcry, including some people shouting about how the herbal elders, I'm not sure who they are in that we don't have an actual council defined, but Mm -hmm. the herbal elders should have 
acted, should have stopped this behavior, whatever. They should have taken responsibility. Right. And I, I mean, it's one of those things I wonder about. I mean, some herbalists who've been in the field for quite a long time are getting hate mail and being blamed for this. And for the most part, they may never have had any control over what Susan Weed did or didn't do, whether mm-hmm. she was you know, hired for a conference or was able to you know sell a manuscript or whatever. I mean, oh, really? So you know, again, to 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 go back, we are talking about just the little that we know about it. We're not making right. accusations against Susan, no, but it would no. be, I think, irresponsible if we did not say that these this is a replication of some of the things we have heard right. in the past. And just because rumors have been repeated doesn't make it fact. Right. But um, both of us, both Candace and yeah. I, have had. Um, reports from people that ex- experiences are seeing this behavior. Yeah, so and some of those we're not people, putting allegations against them. We're yeah, just saying and, what and we have. Some seen. of those people that have said that this behavior is real and this 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 type of behavior is real have not necessarily said they had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's right. okay, right? You know, everybody's got their own style. I mean, there are people. This type of the way that she teaches really reminds me of sort of an old school way of you know doing boot camp. Mm-hmm. It's a militaristic or a terrorist type of, you know, training, militia training. Right. You know, the whole idea of breaking somebody down before you can rebuild them. Mm-hmm. I think that that's her philosophy and her way of teaching. And for folks who want that, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no personal problem with it. I don't want to be a part of that. That's not my style and I'm not comfortable with that. And I wouldn't put up with that in my, in my sphere, in my mm-hmm. territory. But other people are allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not judging. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying hmm, everyone has everyone has their own way of learning for sure. And that's why it's so nice to have such a diversity. I personally have trained with an herbalist that ha- uh, had more of a Susan Weed style too. And mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. I appreciated the person's genius. Mm-hmm. And this person did a lot of research about the herbs that this this person was teaching us about but the abuse right. to the fellow students um the fellow employees uh and to the people that this person had in their life as friends was far more than i i felt okay with right, and i'm right. i'm glad that i was able to absorb the information that i got but i could have done without the abusive behavior right and i think that's Part of why I feel like Amanda's book and, and what she's talking about is a real gift because it's she's talking about offering ways for people to start to heal themselves, but also to start to recognize and respect their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know my boundary. That's one of my boundaries. I, I don't tolerate loud, violent, abusive language, name calling, not okay. Mm-hmm you know, acting aggressively toward me, not okay. You know, right. Physical threats, physical threats, Mm -hmm. not okay. And I am trained as a martial artist Mm -hmm. and I'm not a tiny person. Mm -hmm. Most of the men I know outside of the martial arts context, I, I know I'm as big as them and I could easily knock them to the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, cause I'm big. Mm -hmm. So I know my boundaries and I know what I can do to take care of myself. And even knowing that, I can see myself wanting to reach for things like yarrow and cleavers to deal with this. Sure. Because, you know, this is, this is a lot of ugly that's happening in our community. Yeah. And it does make me wonder what is our job as herbal elders? 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I think there's a, a weird premise out there that one, all the people that have been herbalists for a few decades, that we all, we all collect together in some smoky back room in Diagon <laughs> right. Alley or whatever. And, yeah. you know, right. like we pass, I have a council or something and we do yeah. have the American Botanical Council, Council and, and we have American Herbalist Guild. American Herbalist Guild. We do have those, and there is some repercussions that they can, you know, they can take somebody's certification. Uh, people like Susan aren't certified, right? Yeah. So what's it doesn't left, really mean anything to them, right? So what's left for a repercussion is uh, now they have uh, their name has been besmirched and um, being, you know, they can be the the target of a boycott or something yeah. like that. But the bad, the bad side of having no structure like that is that there is no official place for justice to be served. Right. There isn't a public stage on which we can deal with, you know, hear the complaints in a measured make, way. Yeah. Right. Hear the complaints, make a, a judgment over whether the behavior was ethical, not whatever. Did it exist even? Did it even exist? Mm -hmm. You know, all of that Is stuff. Is there more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this yeah. is just the, the tip of the iceberg. And then here's the resolution or penance or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have that. No. You know, and to be fair, the professions who do, like doctors, they've got that. Mm -hmm. And that behavior still happens. Yeah. And it, it, it will always happen it. because yeah. it's done by humans, exactly. but at least they got something. Yeah. They've, they've got, got something. a thing and we have, we have boycotts. Apparently we have Facebook. And, if, <laughs> and Facebook, which is, if you want to see where an angry mob goes, that's yeah. without the pitchforks and the flaming torches, that is pretty much what that, that's the electronic version of Frankenstein getting burned in a windmill. Right. You know, right. That's what happens. And, and many of the people that are angry are angry for a good reason. I'm not saying there's no reason for that. I'm just saying, well, how do we, how do we, how do we know and what do we do with what we know? Right. Right. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people making rash judgments, mm -hmm. you know, and like the one that I found kind of stunning was the Sean Donahue scandal that happened. Yeah. And I found it stunning the way the people, the judgments people were making with not all the facts on the table. Mm -hmm. and no, I mean, I, and I don't personally want all the facts, nor do I want to be a part of making any judgments there. That's not, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be in that. It's another one of those places where that's one of my boundaries. I'm not going to be into that. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean I'll never talk to Sean Donahue in my life. Mm -hmm. It just means... I don't want to be his judge over what he did or didn't do or how it did or didn't affect the people around him, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, again, by the time this airs, I'm sure that there'll be one of the nice things about these situations that people that have been oppressed, mm -hmm. when they see other people standing up for themselves, they gather courage and yeah. they say, okay, I want to talk about what happened to me. Right. And, you know, that's why we have things like the Me Too movement. Other right. people, the the unfortunate part of it, they'll get really swept up in it and their emotions, you know, they'll have a lot of compassionate empathy for people that have been hurt and their compassionate empathy may carry them to the point of doing something that hurts more people than it is actually helping. Right. Well, I mean, one of the things that 
I understood. I didn't, I'm going to be clear. I did not read a vast majority of the comments and things that were posted on Facebook. I did not read the original accusation that was made against Sean Donahue. Mm -hmm. I have heard of it and I have some awareness and I don't necessarily want all the details. The thing I found fascinating was that there was the camp of people that said, you go girl. And then there was the camp of people, the camp of people that said, well, you were an adult, so pull up your grown up pants and move on. So it was, you know. Interesting dichotomy. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, I found it fascinating that people were making these kinds of judgments, knowing full well they've only got part of the information and they're being very public with their judgmental attitudes. Mm-hmm. And even saying those things the you know not the you go girl but the opposite you know the you're wrong thing Mm -hmm. even when sean donahue was saying hey i did that i didn't realize i caused the harm and here's what i'm doing about it right i thought that at least his approach was i mean he said he he blatantly said don't shame her Mm -hmm. i didn't realize what i had done was a problem Mm -hmm. i'm you know building this council and whatever he's He's looking for a way to make reparations. Yeah, which seems seems positive to me. Yeah, seems like it's appropriate. Far cry from what we have seen in the past, which is nothing. Yeah, well, the thing we've seen in the past is nothing. Yeah, I I thought in all of this, I thought (laughs) that was really, I guess, refreshing to see. I mean, personally, I kind of think most of this stuff should be played out backstage. I don't need all the the drama of it. Mm -hmm. But once the parties have come to a resolution to bring it on stage and tell the world, Hey, this thing happened. This Mm -hmm. was really horrible. This is how we dealt with it. This is Mm -hmm. what I did to deal with it. This is what we did to deal with it. This is what the resolution was. Right. And now I'm okay. Well, I know that the, there was, um, where Sean Donahue works there, this, or at least this is what was written that he had, he wrote about was he went through, some, um, I guess with, with the school that he's connected with, mm-hmm. people talked about it and made. Yeah. He's, he's working with, a he's working group with of a group people. of people, yeah. which is his version, I guess, of an elder council. And yeah. what, what happened from there? I, I don't have any evidence other than him saying what, what happened. And that's again, yeah. that just because one person says, this is what happened. I, and for me to be fair, I need yeah. to see more support on that. You know, that's. Yeah. But there, as far as I know, they're still in progress on whatever this, I'm sure it's going to take months to resolve. Oh yeah. Even years. So we're just speculating. Yeah. We're speculating. We're at the very front end of this stuff coming to light. And we're only talking about these two because they are such. Prominent figures. They're prominent figures and they are two very different ways of handling abuse settings. Yes. To extreme. And, and we have seen this played out in the herbal community since there's been an herbal community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of it is the way the American structure is built, mm-hmm. our justice system, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> part of it is just the way that our culture is evolving. We're mm-hmm. starting to figure out how to be better people. And that's a long, long journey. Yes. yes. <laughs> Lots of bumps along the way. Yes. But um, maybe we can go back into talking about what, uh, what do we do in the future when that kind of thing happens? And it will. 
Yeah, this is going to come up again. It's been coming up for centuries upon centuries. It will continue to come up for centuries upon centuries. There will be abuses between teacher and student. And that's ultimately the thing that ties these two cases Mm -hmm. together is that it's an abuse or a trespass of what should be a sacred relationship between teacher and student. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to look at it from that black and white perspective of here is the teacher, here is the student. There should never be, you know, it, it should never be a harmful relationship ever. Right. Now a word from Thomas Easley about the Journal of Functional Herbalism. The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a free online journal promoting the integration of traditional Western herbalism, clinical nutrition, and functional medicine. It's published by the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine, and you can find the Journal of Functional Herbalism at functionalherbalism.com. But the problem problem (laughs) is that sometimes the relationship between teacher and student isn't quite as black and white as you'd think. Right. And there's a couple of things that I know have gone wrong is either one of the two parties have boundary issues. Yes. Um, If one of those people has a borderline personality disorder, for example, uh, if a person that has that disorder has a teacher, then they will elevate them very high. And then anytime they feel like they've been abandoned, then all hell breaks loose. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had both a person that had that diagnosis who told me they had that diagnosis and then talked about what happened with a authority figure that Mm -hmm. they targeted and made that person's life hell. Right. And then I've also had a person who has been targeted from one of the people that they're responsible for. So I've seen what that looks like on both ends. I'm like, Oh, that sounds horrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, people that have what I'm seeing more often is people that are an authority um, being completely responsible with, for it, for the lives that they are entrusted. Yeah. There's, there's that. I mean, and that's, that's a place where the teacher student relationship becomes more clearly black and white. Mm -hmm. The thing I was thinking about is, What about when you go to a conference or just do a single workshop, either as the student or teacher, and somebody comes, and and so there's a teacher-student relationship for that two- to five-hour period, Mm -hmm. and then that's the end of the student-teacher relationship. Can you not date that evening? Oh. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's a gray space because the student-teacher relationship may or may not really exist. Does it exist? Doesn't it? Uh, Oh, interesting idea. You know, so there's there's a lot of gray spaces that I think are part of what's problematic is it's Mm -hmm. really not black and white as much as we want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, Susan's behavior black and white, I'd like to say that's just absolutely wrong. And trying to choke someone, you know, at that point that's wrong. But the <laughs> but, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the rest but the rest of it, you know, Aww. verbally abusing people, yelling at people, denigrating people. I mean, that's not behavior I tolerate in my sphere, but that doesn't mean other people don't enjoy that. There is right. a subset of our culture that finds that particularly helpful that's in true. their lives. And there is nothing wrong with them. But- that's consent. That. If there's consent exactly. to that, there's if consent, someone says yeah. that, you know, like a, a, what are the initials? 
BDSM. BDSM, thank you. Yes, I'm sure they're now laughing at me. That's fine. Or they're all Googling. Googling. Yeah, what does that mean? But in that case, you have a you set up a scenario in which it's safe. Yes. And you have consent in that scenario. And I am I am not convinced that there is a scenario in which you take someone under your wing as in a childlike setting and you have power over them, like as an apprenticeship, as was described on the website that I looked at. And then that means that you get to strangle someone. Uh, I don't, I do not, I do not have any confidence that that is ever acceptable. No, I don't think strangling or attempting to kill someone is ever acceptable. I agree with that. I I didn't see anything on the website that said that was going to be acceptable. But the verbal abuse, uh, potentially having your, plate thrown across the room or other things that are not direct violence to your person. Mm -hmm. Based on what I saw on Susan's website, I would expect that if I were to go do a workshop with her, those things could happen. I could be asked or requested to go, I don't know, do something like dig a hole in the mud in the rain for five hours, as long as it's not going to put my, you know, physical health in extreme peril. That might be something she might require. And she's made it pretty clear that that's well within what she might consider okay to require. And if you take on an apprenticeship or a workshop or a whatever with her, you need to be prepared for those potential situations. So she's been pretty above board with how she's likely to behave. She's been pretty clear. So it seems to me folks going into that context are going in with consent for that behavior. Yeah. Well, and... And mm-hmm. I also know that I have been told, well, this is going to get a little rough. And then things got rougher than I thought. Yes. I, and that is true. That I, is I have true. had, I've yeah. certainly had to learn the hard way. There's a person yeah. that teaches in our community mm-hmm. that, um, although I, I warned the, the person, please don't take a class with this person. They may have some information about herbs, but they're, they're mean. Mm-hmm. And the person ended up leaving because they were fat shamed. Oh, in the class in front of all of these other people. Yeah. So you've got the double edge of not only are you being fat shamed, but you're being fat shamed in front of your peers. Right. So it was horrible upon horrible Mm -hmm. upon horrible. Yeah. And and when that person, the student came to me and told me about it, my anger at the Mm -hmm. teacher was at a very accelerated level. And I didn't know what to do with it. I knew right. that at the time I just needed to hear the grief and the frustration. Right. You yeah. know, I needed to be present for the, the yeah. student. Yeah. But on the other edge of it, I'm just <laughs> like, I just want to, yeah. I want to do something that I'm that by law. I'm not allowed to do. Right. Right. And that's, <laughs> that is one of those. That's exactly what Carla McLaren teaches is that anger really is about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so what you saw was a boundary that was completely violated and that's yep. un, unacceptable. Anger tells us a boundary is being violated. Yeah. So what and do we do? That's the hard part. You have to begin by sitting with it to see the first question is, is it truly a boundary that is being violated? That's not okay to violate. Sometimes we get angry about things where it's our own it's our ideolo- trigger, ideology. It. Yeah, yeah, it's our mm-hmm. ideology that's actually the boundary that's being violated socially and in an outer context. Civilization says this behavior or this thing is okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's like in that instance, our culture does not say that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a point where anger is calling you to action. But the question is, what is the appropriate action? And that's the hard one because you can't run off defending and championing, championing the student if the student doesn't want to make it public. And that's the student's right to not make it public. You know, the, the person, the victim. Mm-hmm. Victim doesn't have to make it public. And they're the ones that have to sit with it and figure out what they do or want, don't want to do. I think that by honoring, telling that student, you are right to be angry. You are right. You were hurt. You were violated. That was wrong. That behavior was wrong. That's like the first step because then the victim is being validated for feeling angry, which he or she should feel mm-hmm. angry in that kind of circumstance. And then from there, I'm not sure. That's part of the problem with you know what's been going on is that we don't have clarity about how to handle it. We don't have a structure to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we definitely don't. Yeah. I I think that a lot of people feel that if you if the if there are other herbalists out there and it's a kind of a loose knit group, then we should know each other and we should we should individually go and talk to the person. Right. And I I I don't know if I feel safe enough to talk to some of the people right. that we have mentioned or that I have alluded to, whether I've said their name or not. Right. I personally right. don't want to. Yeah. And that's, that's part of where it becomes really challenging too, is that, you know, if someone comes to me and says, Oh, you know, this herbalist, this really famous herbalist has, you know, violated my boundaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking and going, okay, yeah, you're right. That was, that was a bad behavior from that famous herbalist. What can I actually do about it? Right. Even if I go and talk to the famous herbalist, what can I do? I don't have any authority. So mm-hmm. all I can do is say, hey, this came up. You've got a problem here. I personally suggest you make nice and, and find a way to make reparations and apologize and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fix the situation. But in all honesty, said famous herbalist may very well just say no, and now I'm going to trash you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And and, and because I, I know you know that story from this person, now I'm going to make that person's life an even bigger hell. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the things that's kind of been holding me back yeah. from stuff. From well, saying things, yeah. I've seen that play out really badly too. So mm-hmm. I guess the the piece would be when you're talking to the person and you've heard heard them out, you can say, "Well, what what do you think we should do now?" Yeah, um, and think about some sense, real yeah. viable options. Do we want to go as a group to talk to the person? Right. You know, schedule an intervention or it, it make sure that there's training available for that herbalist. There's a lot of training about de-escalation. There's a lot of training yeah. in the community in different communities and online. Yeah. You know, even if you don't have it in your town, you can get it online or a YouTube video on how yeah. to, to settle things down as herbalists. We know herbs that can settle ourselves down. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> so take your own herbs. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have herbs that I take that help me manage my stress, that help yeah. me sleep when I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. And that when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I I have this gamut of herbs, you know, passionflower, lemon balm. Tulsi, ashwagandha, those are herbs that I take constantly just to kind of get me through 
the life that I have built for myself. And I know that for some reason, I don't know how this happened, but I have become the diplomat mm-hmm. for talking things out, mm-hmm. for being the person that people go to. And I don't, I don't have as much confidence in my skill base as other people do. Right. Maybe it's just boldness. I don't know. But right. good God, there's, I guess the time is right. We need to need to have a protocol set up mm-hmm. somewhere. Perhaps we can formulate something and then ask it to be evaluated by the community to see if it is adequate and then ask our councils, our American Botanical Council and our um, American Herbalist Guild to adopt that, put that on their website and make it available to people. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And I don't know if they have something out there already. I have not researched it. I haven't either. So to be fair, they may already have yeah. a, a piece. To be fair, I, I I apologize for making that assumption to, this, to the group that is listening. But I would love, I would, I, I have gone to so many of these trainings yeah. over and over, you know, de-escalation every single, you know, justice training, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. don't, don't be a jerk to trans people training, you know, don't be right. a jerk to... To people that aren't of your same sexual orientation training, you know, you right. name it. Yeah. Not, not a good day to be racist. You know, yeah. Hey, yep. let's rethink that. Those kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm putting a, a fanciful spin on them, but yeah. um, they, there have been so many of them and I'm very grateful to have all of those opportunities. And I know I have blundered even with all of those trainings. We're human. I mean, yeah. We are human. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And sometimes I can be dumber in a box of hammers. Nothing against hammers. Just going to say. Hammers are good tools. They're, they're great tools. But Are you suggesting you can be a bit of a tool? Oh, oh I'm teasing. <laughs> I can be. It's true. But, it, you know, I want to make sure that people have place to grow and a place to heal. And yeah. also, man, if somebody is doing those god-awful things not there's got to be some kind of repercussions and i don't i don't even know what those would be other than i don't know i mean a lot of the conflicts that we're talking about are honestly interpersonal conflicts and it doesn't matter what profession they're in they're just they're interpersonal conflicts sure i mean it's relationships of an adult nature that have not been as appropriate or consensual apparently Mm-hmm. That have created as uh, you know, it's created harm, done harm. As herbalists, we are not supposed to be doing harm. That's really right. you know, kind of the opposite Do of no what harm. we're supposed to be doing. That's your that's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't I, I know there's a lot of herbalists that have made me so uncomfortable that I just if I see their name as a speaker, I just don't go to the conference at all. Yes, I've heard people say that and I understand that. I totally yep. have. I just don't want to deal with it. Another herbalist told me very recently that if you're really seriously thinking about studying herbalism, you should go to the conferences and take the short classes from the teachers to see if their personality, their vibe, their their teaching style clicks. Mm-hmm. Attempt to talk with them at the conferences so you, you get a better feel for whether or not there's someone you really are okay with. Yeah. Listen to them on podcasts, yeah. listen to them and, and videos, mm-hmm. there's webinars, there's all kinds of ways to kind of check that out. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, I'm sure you've had the same thing, ask, well, where do I go to get education? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And we that, have some links on our site, but there are yeah. lots of other options. And I also know an herbalist in the community, I want to say that 
had a history of some behaviors that were less than professional. Mm -hmm. And what I know to be successful was myself and other people talked to this person repeatedly and they went, Oh, had like the come to Jesus went, Oh, you're right. Made amends. And here it is uh, many years Mm -hmm. later. And there's still, there's no, no evidence that anything other than that, that space of enlightenment has done them um, harm. It's done them good. Right. I've stopped making those errors yes, and yes. will occasionally call me and say, oh, you know, Sue, can we talk about this? <laughs> like, yeah. yes, yes, we can. Yeah. So yeah. not that I'm, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what's up. Well, sometimes just talking it out with somebody helps. Yeah. yeah. Especially somebody whom you know is not doing harm in the community, has a generally good reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, has their has his or her feet on the ground. Right. I mean, that really helps to talk to someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. That community, building community means communing. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh. It does. Oh. So yeah, well, we're looking at all of this stuff happening and we're questioning. I'm hoping that this doesn't like give herbalism a bad name, you know. Yeah. Um, but every, not talking about every, it every, definitely gives herbalism a bad name. Yeah. And pretty like much consent. every Every profession has these problems. They are just handled in various ways based on the profession and what they have for licensing licensing and oversight mm-hmm. and ethics committees and culture and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things are out there. Yep. But I think us I think it was it's a time for healing. This this whole year has been a time for healing. There's been a lot of people who have suffered for a long time and have been clearing away the old scabs and dealing with, you know, the festering wounds that have been underneath. Mm-hmm. And it's ugly as it happens, but it's deeply healing in the longer run. Yeah. And that's my hope for Susan, for Sean, for all the people involved in those groups or those incidences, as well as for anything else, anyone else that comes up. Yeah. Consent. If somebody doesn't want, if they just want to talk to you and they don't want to do anything else about it, or that's, that's their right. That's their right. And that's their, yes. and it, people learn and heal differently. Yes. If somebody wants something done right away, mm-hmm. you, you have the option to give consent or not. If that's out of your comfort zone, it's yeah. your consent that you have to give too. It is always okay to refer some to someone to another party, like a qualified therapist, or, right, or legal or, counsel, or legal counsel. Exactly, I was going to say a mediator or legal counsel, or you know, people who are involved in the professions that are dealing directly with how to handle interpersonal conflicts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good people out there who are well versed and well practiced in these things. Yeah, so. Oh, trauma. We hate it. Yes. And we are thankful that Amanda has brought out a really wonderful book Mm -hmm. that approaches it and approaches the healing from uh, outside the normal box, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. A little bit sideways, but, you know, that gets you around some of those roadblocks, Mm -hmm. the walls that we build to protect ourselves from the pain of the trauma that we haven't yet healed. Yeah. And always remember, you deserve care. Yes. You deserve care. You do. That's the thing. All right. Well, that kind of put, put an herb, herb on it. it. <laughs> the statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast 
or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.